Hello, people of Earth and Spotify and Anchor podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior Podcast Edition. Happy birthday today to local musician Jack Colton McGrath, the late Brittany Murphy, novelist Neil Gaiman, who wrote The American Gods, Coraline, The Graveyard Book, and many others, Grace Anatomy star Ellen Pompo, the late actor Roy Schneider, yes, as in we're going to need a bigger boat, Roy Schneider from Jaws, country singer Miranda Lambert, and TV actress Kiernan Shipka. On this day in 1969, TV audiences found a sunny day sweeping the clouds away. On my way to the where the air is weak, can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Street. When Sesame Street debuted, other November 10th debuts include 2004's The Polar Express, 2000, and the 2017 films Murder on the Orient Express, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Tomorrow, November 11th, is Veterans Day, that annual federal holiday honoring United States Armed Forces military veterans who were discharged under conditions that were not dishonorable. I salute you all for your service, and I would tip my hat to you if I was wearing one. Leonardo DiCaprio turns 48 years old tomorrow. As such, I will be talking about two requested films of his later on. He shares his birthday with actor Stanley Tucci and figure singer, skater Adam Rippon. November 11th marks the debuts of 2005's Athera, 1994's Interview with a Vampire, The Santa Claus, oddly enough, The Santa Claus Disney Plus show debuts next Wednesday, 2011's Jack and Jill and Immortals, 1988's Ernest Dave Christmas, 2016's Arrival and Almost Christmas, and 2020's Hillbilly Elegy. Unfortunately, November 11th marks one year since Winter the Dolphin, whose incredible, amazing true story of survival inspired millions of people worldwide, as well as the two dolphin tails joined her foster mother Panama in that ocean the sky. And to this day, the break about the podcast about her was the most heartbreaking one I have ever done. The world still misses you, Winter, and we will never forget your inspirational message of never giving up, even when the odds are stacked against us. Thank you for that message, Winter. And I hope you're not too busy bossing everyone around up there and stealing everybody's fish. (laughs) Anyways, on a better note, congratulations to People Magazine's Sexiest Man of 2022, Captain America himself, Chris Evans. What? Mia Thermopolis herself, Anne Hathaway, turns the big 4-0, November 12th, to quote Princess Diaries, shut up! Her birthday pals include Ryan Gosling, the late actress Grace Kelly, figure skater Tanya Harding, baseball player Sammy Sosa, and Wallace Shawn. In honor of her big day, I'll be talking about a famous film of hers later on requested by one Mike Donovan of Savannah, Georgia. Belated congrats go out to Marketina Polkin Burkoff, on their gorgeous wedding ceremony that happened November 5th. And Allison Forson's birthday happened to be yesterday, November 9th, which um, 
was also the debut date for the original Nightmare on Elm Street and Child's Play movies. Yippee. I forgot to mention, oh, my mistake. Cassie Steinberg would like to wish a belated happy birthday to the best mom ever, Debbie Pikes, whose birthday was on Monday, November 8th. I kind of forgot to mention on last week's shows that Pat Bauer's birthdays was on November 2nd, which is two days before her son Johnny's. Oops. Sorry about that, Pat. Also, belated congrats to the Mid-Cape Sports Raiders and Wild Raiders Special Olympic soccer teams for winning their well-earned medals at the November 6th Soccer State Games. Also, belated happy anniversary to Hannah Wood and her husband, Lucas Kraft. Joseph Capello, actor Gerard Butler, actress Whoopi Goldberg, and talk show host and 2023 Oscar host Jimmy Kimmel's birthdays are November 13th. That day is also the debut date for many films, including 1980, 1998's Meet Joe Black, 2009's Fantastic Mr. Fox, the, and the 2020 films Wolf Walkers, Freaky, and Come Away, along with 1992's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Considering last weekend, the calm before the Black Panther 2 storm, with nothing, really, to stop it, Black Adam, the Shazam spinoff with Dwayne Johnson, continued to lord over box office charts for the third straight week with $18.5 million here stateside. It was another quiet period at the movies as theaters eagerly await Marvel's Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which looks to majorly revive the lackluster fall box office in just a few short hours. After three weeks out, Black Adam has earned $137.3 million domestically and $319 million worldwide. It's a solid result, one that includes tremendously among 2021's DC entry, The Suicide Squad, which stopped at only $168 million worldwide and played at the same time on HBO Max here in the States. It'll soon pass Shazam, which took $366 million worldwide in 2019. But keep in mind, Warner Brothers' newest standalone superhero film has quite a bit to go to account for its massive $195 million price tag. The latest anime film from specialty anime Crunchyroll, One Piece Film Red, sailed to second place with about $9.475 million from North American theaters. It's another modest win for Crunchyroll following their recent anime releases like Dragon Ball Super Superhero, which made $38 million stateside, and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero the movie, which made $34 million domestically. Third place went to Julia Roberts and George Clooney's romantic comedy Ticket to Paradise, which took an $8.5 million in its third weekend out. Despite the tough challenges that faces rom-coms, the film has done extremely well. It's made $46.7 million here in the States and $90.4 million overseas for a worldwide haul of $137 million. Now, before I get to this week's news, I have some sad losses to report. The world was totally shocked here of 34-year-old pop singer Aaron Carter's tragic death on Saturday, November 5th. The singer, who had recently gone to rehab for the fifth time, 
had an 11-month-old son with his fiance was found dead in his California home. He had major substance abuse issues, and although he tried fighting his inner demons and tried to live a carefree, clean life, he was unable to escape them. One can only hope that he has found peace up there. Since then, tributes have flooded social media, including a heartfelt, beautiful, moving tribute from his older brother, Backstreet Boys co-founder, Nick Carter. His now final album is available now. 64-year-old writer, actor, and director, Douglas McGrath, who gave the world both over Broadway, the play Beautiful, the Carol King story, and the Emma Thompson drama, Emma, died Thursday of a heart attack in New York City. It is my sad duty to inform you that yet another Harry Potter star has joined Robbie Coltrane, Helen McCroy, Alan Rickman, Richard Harris, Richard Griffiths, and many others in that heavenly Hogwarts in the sky. 98-year-old British actor Leslie Phillips, who voiced the Hogwarts Sorting Hat in the Harry Potter film series, passed November 7. He appeared in a carry-on and Doctor in the House film series, 1985's Out of Water, as well as 2006's Venuses, 2004's Millions, 2001's Laura Croft Tomb Raider, the long-running BBC radio comedy series The Navy Lark, 1987's Empire of the Sun, among many others. And sadly, Joe Cook, the co-founder of the country band Alabama, lost his 10-year-old fight with Parkinson's disease Tuesday, November 8th. So sad. In better news, an unexpected celebrity just entered the first Mother's Club. ETCanada.com stated November 7th, Rebel Wilson shocked fans on Monday when she announced the birth of her first child via surrogate. The 42-year-old Australian accent, who has been candid about her fertility struggles in the past, shared the sweet pick, sweet first pick of her newborn daughter, Royce Lillian, to Instagram with the little cutie covering her own face with her hand and rocking some unicorn socks and a pale pink onesie. Beyond proud to announce the birth of my first child, Royce Lillian, born this past week via surrogate, Wilson captioned the shot. I can't even describe the love I have for her. She's a beautiful miracle. I am forever grateful to everyone who has been involved. You know who you are. This has been years in the making, but particularly wanted to thank my gorgeous surrogate who carried and birthed her with such grace and care. Thank you for helping me start my own family. It's an amazing gift, the best gift. Also, Nick Cannon is expecting, believe it or not, his 12th child. Broadwayworld.com announced earlier this week the second Wicked movie will have not one, but two new songs. The first Wicked film, which will probably end near the musical's Act 1 finale, so around Defying Gravity, won't come out until Christmas 2024, and the second movie will come out a year later. The new trailer and poster for the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, dropped yesterday. And the first official trailer for John Wick Chapter 4 just dropped today. On the subject of biopics, Deadline.com announced yesterday in what will be the first definitive biopic of the hip-hop star and pop culture icon, 
Universal Pictures is developing a film about the life of Snoop Dogg. The film marks the first project under Snoop's newly formed Death Row Pictures, with Alan Hughes on board to direct and Joe Robert Cole set to write the script. Retired football player Michael Orr, whose story inspired the, bond, the Blind Side, both the Matthew Lewis selling book and the Oscar-winning 2009 film, married his longtime love, Tiffany Roy, over the weekend. Enormous news, movie fans. The 2023 Oscars have a host. Variety.com declared the exciting news on Monday, stating Jimmy Kimmel is back as host of the 95th Oscars in 2023, marking the late night star's third time fronting the ceremony, which he lasted five years ago. Kimmel's return was announced Monday by Glenn Weiss and Ricky Kirshner, the executive producers and showrunners behind the Academy Awards. Kimmel will now sit alongside other three Peters, Jerry Lewis, Steve Martin, and Con Conrad Nigel, and David Niven. The only people to host more times are Whoopi Goldberg and Jack Lennon, Lemon, four, Johnny Carson, five, Billy Crystal, six, and Bob Hope, 11. Being invited to host the Oscars for the third time is either a great honor or a trap, Kimmel said in a statement. Either way, I am grateful to the Academy for asking me so quickly after everyone good said no. Kimmel's Oscar returns comes as as the host recently extended his deal to continue on ABC for at least three more years, through the 23rd season of Jimmy Kimmel Live. His pact with the network was previously set to expire in the next year. There's no official word on who might also have been approached for the Oscars gig, but unconfirmed rumors had circulated that the producers asked Chris Rock, a previous host who was slapped during last year's telecast, by eventual Best Actor winner Will Smith. Kimmel's first time hosting the Oscars was in 2017, when the infamous Envelope Gate event happened. Now, in case you've forgotten, that happens to be when La La Land was declared the Best Picture winner a couple of minutes before it was announced that Moonlight was the true winner. The big night is set for March 12, 2023. It faces a huge ratings challenge of bouncing back from this year's ceremony which was the second lowest rating Oscar ceremony. The Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes hosted event will probably be forever remembered for the aforementioned Oscar slap scene around the world, CODA's monumental wins, and the very controversial choice to air pre-recorded, edited down presentations of eight of the categories. Big news, Ted Lasso fans, GeekTyrant.com proclaimed yesterday Brett Goldstein, Ted Lasso, and Bowen Yang, Saturday Night Live, have joined Chris Pratt in the upcoming animated film adaptation of Jim Davis's Garfield. The rest of the cast includes Samuel Jackson, Nicholas Holt, Hannah Waddington, Cicely Strong, and Vin Rames. The movie is being directed by Mark Dinell, Chicken Little, New Emperor's New Groove, and is based on the comic strip Garfield which followed a cynical and lazy orange cat and his interactions with his owner, John Arbuckle, along with his pet dog, Odie. Pratt will play Garfield, and Jackson will play a brand new character created for the film, Garfield's father, Vic. There's no word on who Goldstein and Yang or the rest of the cast are playing in the movie. 
Sony Pictures will release Garfield on theaters on May 2020, on May 24th, 2024. I hope they know what they're doing because that's the exact date that the Mad Max Furiosa spinoff opens. Four years ago, this past February, Black Panther clawed its way to the top for the box office and skyrocketed the late Chadwick Boseman into Marvel and cinematic history. Now the sequel, obviously since Boseman's since he passed in August 2020, is ready to claw its way to theaters. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is a superhero film that opens tomorrow, November 11th, and stars the talents of Lupita Nyong'o, Leticia Wright, Denai Gurria, Angela Bassett, Tanak Herrera, Michael, Michaela Coel, Martin Freeman, and Winston Duke. In the wake of King Chachala's unexpected death, Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Mubako, Okoye, and the rest of the Wakanda nation strive to embrace the next chapter without their beloved and cherished leader. The Wakandan leaders, along with Everett Ross and Nakia, must fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers. Not to mention, a new threat emerges from the hidden undersea nation of Talokan, ruled by Namor. According to IMDb.com, writer and director Ryan Coogler has said that making this film without Chadwick was the hardest thing he's ever done. And Tenar Cuerdo, who plays Namor, actually didn't know how to swim. When Cooler offered him the part and asked him about his swimming abilities, Heward simply replied with, I've never drawn before. So he ended up having to take swimming lessons afterwards in preparation for the role, as did Ryan Coogler. And this film is the first live-action appearance of Namor. Speaking of superheroes, EW announced two day, dot com announced two days ago that Daniel Kalula Kalulua, who will not be in Black Panther Wakanda forever as he had scheduling conflicts with his film Nope, has joined the Spider-Verse. The web article stated, the Oscar winner and Nope actor is joining the voice cast of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. He'll be voicing Hobart Hobie Brown, aka Spider-Punk, and he'll be joining an already stacked lineup of Spidey's, including the return of Miles Morales, Shamik Moore, Miguel O'Hara slash Spider-Man 2099, Oscar Isaac, and Gwen Stacy, Haley Steinfeld. The first Into the Spider-Universe was a massive hit in 2018, winning the Oscar for Best Animated Feature, and Sony is currently working on two sequels. The first, Across the Spider-Verse, will hit theaters in June 2023, while the second, Beyond the Spider-Verse, is set to open in March 2024. Opening up the New York and Los Angeles theaters tomorrow, November 11th, before going nationwide, right before Thanksgiving on Wednesday, November 23rd, is the drama The Fablements, starring Gabriella Bell, Michelle Williams, Seth Rogen, Judd Hertz, and Paul Dano. It's partially based on director Steven Spielberg's teen years up until his first directing gigs in years. Set in post-World War II-era Arizona, Young Sammy Fableman has massive dreams of becoming a film director as he reaches his teen years. But soon, he discovers an earth-shattering secret about his dysfunctional family. 
And this film explores how the power of films will help him see the truth. As I stated earlier, I have two requested Leonardo DiCaprio films and one Anne Hathaway films in honor of their birthdays this week. The DiCaprio requested films come from Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis, where the sole Anne Hathaway film comes from Mike Donovan of Savannah, Georgia. I hope they are listening to this. 2004's The Aviator, The Wolf of Wall Street, The Revenant, which won him an Oscar, 2010's Inception, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Beach, Last Year's Don't Look Up, and Next Year's Killers of the Flower Moon. These are just a little bit of the films DiCaprio's been in. For they wouldn't have been possible if not for the massive success of a little film you might have heard about that's about to turn 25. Director James Cameron's historical dramatic romance, Titanic, which docked into theater ports on December 19, 1997, and doesn't even need so much as a recap. The infamous Oscar-winning film, which also starred Kate Winslet, the late actors Gloria Stewart and Bill Paxton, Kathy Bates and Billy Zane, made Cameron the king of the box office world and rocketed Winslet and DiCaprio into stardom. With an initial worldwide gross of $1.84 billion, Titanic was the first film to reach the billion-dollar mark club and remained history's highest-grossing film for 12 long years. That is until Avatar surpassed it in 2010, and then nine years later, Avengers Endgame surpassed it in 2019. It achieved massive success and was up for 14 Academy Awards and departed with 11, including Best Director and Best Picture. In 2012, a 3D version released to commemorate the centennial of the sinking pushed the film's worldwide haul to $2.18 billion. According to IMDb.com, after learning she had to be naked in front of Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet decided to break the night, the ice, and when the two of them first met, she flashed him. True story. And both DiCaprio and Winslet are now totally embarrassed by their performances in the film, even though it was the film that catapulted them to stardom. DiCaprio has called himself a young punk in the film, while Winslet has called her American accent awful and finds that her acting could have been better. Five years later, DiCaprio starred in Steven Spielberg's 2002 biographical crime drama, Catch Me If You Can. The December 25, 2002 release also starred Tom Hanks, Christopher Walken, Amy Adams, James Brolin, and Martin Sheen. It is the true story of crook-slash-con artist Frank Abagnale Jr., who successfully conned millions of dollars of checks by posing as a Georgia doctor a Louisiana legal prosecutor, and a Pan-American World Airways pilot, all before his 21st birthday, and the FBI agent who relentlessly pursued him. But Frank was always a step ahead. It made off with $352 million, and at the Academy Awards the following year after it opened, Christopher Walken and John Williams were up for Best Supporting Actor and Best Original Score. According to IMDb.com, Steven Spielberg's original pick for the role of Frank 
a Bagnell Jr. was actually Johnny Depp. And the real guy didn't think that DiCaprio was suave enough to play him. But he changed his mind when he saw the results of DiCaprio's work. Now it's time to go back into 2005 for a dramatic romance film starring Michelle Williams as requested by Michael Donovan of, of Savannah. All that year, there were tons of romance films like Wedding Crashers, Walk the Line, Rent, Just Friends, which was Chris Pratt's film debut, The Family Stone, etc. Only one, which had two gay leads, paved the way for gay romance hits like Bros, Love, Simon, Battle of the Sexes, The Power of the Dog, Moonlight, The Favorite, etc. That would be Ang Lee's Brokeback Mountain, starring Heath Ledger, Michelle Williams, Anne Hathaway, Jake Yellen Hule, and Randy Quaid. Based on Annie Prolix's 1997 short story of the same name, it focused on the complicated secret sexual relationship between two cowboys in the American West from 1963 to 1983. The film was so successful and opened the door for gay romance movies. The, 1970, the $178 million grocer, which vowed at the, night, at the two, September 2nd, 2005 Venice International Film Festival, before opening on December 9th, is called one of the greatest films ever made. It got eight Academy Award nominations and took home three. Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Original Score. Famously and controversially losing Best Picture to Crash, which to some people is still an injustice. According to its Wikipedia page, while the sexuality of the characters has been heavily discussed, Brokeback Mountain has also been regarded as a stepping stone for the advancement of queer cinema into the mainstream. According to IMDb.com, Jake Yellenhule is the godfather of this film, of his co-stars in this film, Michelle Williams and Heath Ledger's daughter, Matilda Rose Ledger, who was born right before the film debuted. And according to reports, Ledger nearly broke Yellenhule's nose while they were shooting a kissing scene. Winging its way to Netflix November 11th is the 2D animated fantasy adventure, My Father's Dragon, starring Jacob Tremblay, Gaden Matarazzo, Rita Moreno, Judy Gree, Greer, Lane Meester, Diane Wiest, Ian McShane, and Whoopi Goldberg. It's based on Ruth Style Gannett's 1948 kids book of the same name. In it, young boy Elmer Elevator is having trouble adjusting to his new life, so he runs away. He goes in search of a young captive dragon he befriended on Wild Island and finds much more than he could ever have imagined. According to IMDb.com, Judy Greer and Ian McShane previously starred in Pottersville together, and Jacob Tremblay declared he recorded his lines for this movie before the 2021 film Luca, and he worked alongside Gadden Matarazzo in the recording sessions. Slaying its way to, the, to Disney Plus on November 16th is the Christmas comedy miniseries The Santa Clauses. Based on the Santa Claus film series, it stars the talents of Tim Allen, Elizabeth Mitchell, David Krumholtz, Eric Lloyd, Elizabeth Allen Dick, who is Tim Allen's daughter in real life, and Cal Penn. 
It serves as a continuation and sequel to 2006's The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. Scott Calvin, a.k.a. The Santa Claus, is nearing his 65th birthday and realizing he can't be Santa for all eternity. He's starting to lose step in his Santa responsibility, and he's got a family who could benefit from a life in the real world, especially his daughter and two sons. One son that grew up at the pole and one that grew up in Lakeside, Illinois. With tons of family, elves, and children fleas, Scott sets out to find a suitable replacement, Santa, while prepping his family for a new adventure in a life south of the pole. According to IMDb.com, this film will premiere 16 years after the last film entry, 2006's the Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, and 28 years after the first film, 1994's The Santa Claus. Calling all Percy Jackson fans, the upcoming Percy Jackson's and the Olympian series, Disney Plus series revealed Monday, Lin-Manuel Miranda has joined the series. He will be playing the Greek god Hermes. Yay! A new Indiana Jones series is being developed at Disney Plus. The Rap.com reported November 8th, this new series won't follow the whip-wielding adventure like the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but instead will be a prequel focused on young Abner Ravenwood, Marion Ravenwood's father, who remains a much-talked-about but never-seen figure in Indiana Jones lore. In this new show, Abner would be mentoring a group of young archaeologists, just as he would one day mentor Indiana Jones. We are told that some of the creative heavyweights behind the upcoming fifth installment in the film franchise will most likely return for the television series. On the subject of Disney+, Plus, big news for Star Wars fans. Monday, StarWars.com declared, this is a Monday to celebrate for Star Wars fans. Today, Disney Plus announced a cast for the Acolyte, an upcoming Star Wars original series from Lucasfilms, joining the previously announced on Mandla Stenberg, The Hate You Give, our Emmy Award winner Lee Jung Jae, Squid Game, Manny Jacinto, Nine Perfect Strangers, Daphne Keene, His Dark Materials, Jody Turner-Smith, Queen and Slim, Rebecca Henderson, Inventing Anna, Charlie Bartlett, Russian Doll, Dean Charles Chapman, 1970, 1917, and Carrie Ann Moss, The Matrix. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. The High Republic saw the Jedi Order at its prime centuries before the events of Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. If that's not enough Star Wars news for you folks, Variety.com reported on November 8th, Sean Levy is in early negotiations with Lucasfilms to direct a Star Wars movie. Variety has confirmed. There are no further details available about the project, as talks are still in the preliminary stages. And whatever Levy would direct would have to wait until the prolific filmmaker completed at least two other projects on his crowded dance card. For Marvel Studios, Levy is committed to directing the third Deadpool movie, which stars Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, and is dated for November 2024. And through his own production company, 21 Laps, 
Levy is expected to have episodes of the fifth and final season of Netflix's Stranger Things, which is anticipated to begin shooting in 2023. He's currently in post-production on the limited series All the Light We Cannot See from Netflix, which Levy directed and developed with Sean Knight. Yeehaw! If you never got to see last year's Western drama The Power of the Dog, it's now on actual DVD. Based on Thomas Savage's 1967 book, The Same Name, it stars Kirsten Dunst, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jesse Plemons, and Cody Smith-McPhee. In 1925, Rural Man charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires both fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, he torments the couple until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. It was up for leading 12 Oscar nominations at this year's Oscar ceremony, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor for both Clemens and Smith McPhee, Best Actor for Cumberbatch, and Best Supporting Actress for Dunst. But it only lassoed away with one award, Best Director for Jane Campion. And finally, on DVD November 15th, is the David Bowie documentary Moon Edge Daydream. This September 23, 2022 release, directed by Brent Morgan, is the very first movie sanctioned by the Bowie estate. It takes audiences on a cinematic trek through Bowie's 54-year career, exploring his creative, musical, and spiritual journey, and featuring captivating, never-before-seen performances and footage. That's all for this week, folks. So until we meet again, remember to stay safe, Wash your hands and watch lots of movies if, if they're in theaters or on DVD. See you soon, my minions. Bye.